And as my eyes were getting open to the fact that I wasn't living in the present moment, and therefore I wasn't actually living life because I was stuck in my head, I made a decision that I didn't want trauma to rob me anymore. I didn't want it to rob me from the present moment, from my relationships, from being able to see the beauty of each and every day, because that's what trauma was still doing to me. Because the present moment didn't feel safe, it was robbing me from being able to enjoy each and every moment of the day. And so I made a decision. I don't want trauma to rob me anymore, which then led me to the next step was, well, then I'm going to have to figure out how the present moment can feel safe. Hello, this is Jerry Henderson, and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. I am really excited about where I am recording this episode from today. I am back in the U.S., and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, our nation's capital. And it's actually who I'm with that's got me so excited, more than the location of where I'm at that's got me excited. I am here spending time with my daughter and my son-in-law and my one-and-a-half-year-old grandson. (laughs) I'm just having a fantastic time with them and with my little grandson. He's such a precious gift because they're getting ready to move to Germany for the next two years. My son-in-law serves in the military. Brandon, so grateful for your service and all that you give to help us be safe, help us be protected as a country. So thankful for you. And as a result of his service, they've got to go to Germany for the next two years. So I wanted to come up and spend some time with them before they took off and move to Germany. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of time probably before I'm able to get over there and see them. That may be three months, maybe four months, six months. I'm not sure, but I do know that my grandson, man, he's going to change, right? At this age, they change so much. Every couple of months that I get back here and I'm able to see him, it's just like he's almost become a new person or a different person. So I just wanted to get up here and spend some quality time and be present with them as a family before they leave. Which that actually leads me into the topic of today's episode, which is about being present or practicing presence, especially the struggle of practicing being present for people who've experienced trauma and are in the healing journey from trauma. And what does that look like in order to be able to be present? Because the reality is the present moment for many of us wasn't a safe place. And so we trained ourselves to not be present. We trained ourselves to disassociate, to detach. And now as a part of our healing journey, we're actually being asked to practice something that we were avoiding, the present moment. And so I want to talk today about how we can learn to be present, how we can begin to have the present moment feel safe and stop missing out on so much of our lives. You know, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. I've made peace with a lot of my past, been able to heal a lot of the things that have been in my life. But one thing that I do have some regret about or that stings a little bit still is the fact that I spent most of my life not being present. I missed out on so many things. There were so many things that I just wasn't present for. 
I was in my head. I was looking back and regretting the past or criticizing myself or judging myself, or I was busy catastrophizing my future, thinking that things were going to turn out poorly or bad for me because that's what I deserved and anything that was good in my life couldn't last. And so I was trying to figure out strategies in my head about how to feel safe and how to cope with what was uh, a real sense of feeling unsafe. And trauma in my life trained me to feel like the present moment wasn't safe, that I needed to disassociate from it in order to feel safe, in order to be able to survive what was going on around me. So there still is a real deep sense of sadness about how much I missed out on and how I just wasn't present. And I don't judge myself for that at this point. It's just a sense of loss. It's a sense of what trauma, the legacy of trauma, I guess I should say, in my life, that that coping mechanism just stuck with me. It stuck with me as an adult. I didn't realize that that's what it was. I didn't realize that's what was going on with me. And the healing journey for me really began to unveil that. And so that's what I want to talk about today. How can we begin to provide ourselves with a sense of safety in the present moment and stop missing out on our lives, to stop living so deeply inside of our heads out of a coping mechanism to try to feel safe or to try to avoid the feelings that we're feeling and really get healing so that we can engage in our lives and live a deeply rich life with those around us and enjoy the moments that are passing us by. So this journey of learning to be present and to enjoy the present moment really started for me in rehab. That's where it really started. Had this amazing therapist who introduced me to the works of Eckhart Tolle. Uh, I had not been familiar with his work before, uh, didn't know him as an author, and so she recommended some books. And I started with his book about the power of now, where I really began to understand this concept that the present moment is all that exists. It's where life is happening. That that moved me on to a book by Ram Das, which is the book called Be Here Now. The reality of we are created or we're alive to be, not to do. And where are we? We are here. This is the only place that exists is here. If somebody were to ask you, where are you? You would always say here. And if you move to some other area or some other place or say, where are you now? Well, I'm here because here is the only place that exists in this moment. And then now, now is the only time that exists. There is no past. There is no future. Those things only live in our head. And it is now that actually exists. And we're missing the nows because we're trapped still in this red alert system that's going off inside of us, and we're trying to avoid the present moment. And a lot of what was true for me was I was avoiding the present moment because one, yes, trauma was a part of my life and the coping mechanism, as I shared, of disassociating and detaching from the moment, but also because that's where I was at. I was in the present moment. And so I had to deal with myself in the present moment. And if I could disconnect from the present moment, then I could avoid dealing with me. I could avoid dealing with my pain, 
the things that needed to heal, and I would find ways to medicate it or distract myself from that pain instead of actually dealing with it. And so she knew that me learning to be present was going to be a big part of my journey and a part of my healing. And as my eyes were getting open to the fact that I wasn't living in the present moment, and therefore I wasn't actually living life because I was stuck in my head, I made a decision that I didn't want trauma to rob me anymore. I didn't want it to rob me from the present moment, from my relationships, from being able to see the beauty of each and every day, because that's what trauma was still doing to me. Because the present moment didn't feel safe, it was robbing me from being able to enjoy each and every moment of the day. And so I made a decision. I don't want trauma to rob me anymore, which then led me to the next step was, well, then I'm going to have to figure out how the present moment can feel safe. And in order for the present moment to feel safe, I'm going to have to heal some things in my life, the very things that I was avoiding. And in order to heal the things that I've been avoiding, I'm going to have to figure out how to sit with those things investigate those things, become curious about those things, and begin to bring healing to the things that I was avoiding. So the very thing that I was avoiding, the present moment, was also the very thing that was going to bring healing into my life. You know, there's a saying that the only way out is to go through it right? We often are avoiding the very thing that's going to bring healing to our life. So me avoiding the present moment was actually avoiding the thing that was going to heal me. And when I began to understand that, and I began to understand that if I wanted to heal, I was going to have to figure out how to be present, how to deal with my emotions, and stop avoiding the pain that was inside of me, that changed everything for me. And so I began to discover some practices that allowed me to help the present moment feel safe. And so I want to be able to share them with you today, and hopefully they can help you in your journey as well. The first thing I had to do, I had to work with a therapist to understand the trauma that I was dealing with, where it came from, and what was going on with me. Because I did not realize that I was dealing with trauma. If you've listened to other episodes, you've heard me talk about the fact that I just thought there was just some things that weren't working right in my life. I knew some bad things had happened, but I didn't realize some bad things happened. And so it's a whole different game when you really begin to understand and name the trauma that you've dealt with and begin to get healing from it by working with somebody who's trauma-informed, who can help you with that journey, and can help you heal. I couldn't just keep going on acting like nothing had really happened. I had to give myself the space and the honor and the gift of recognizing that what happened to me was trauma, and in order for me to heal from it, I had to call it out, name it, and then begin to address it with a professional who helped me on the journey of understanding what I needed, what I had experienced, and how to work through it. Now, everybody's journey is different. That was my journey. So whatever it is that helps you, the tools that you need to deal with the trauma, to be able to recognize it, to be able to name it, and to begin to heal from it, 
I just encourage you, whatever your journey is asking of you, to do it, to give yourself the gift of healing the source of that pain. Because as long as that pain is there and it's undealt with and it's not healed, we're going to continue to try to avoid the present moment because there's too much pain in our nervous systems. There's too much pain in our memories, in our body, to try to be comfortable in the present moment. Now, I just want to continue to remind the listeners that I am not a therapist. I'm just simply a person who went on a journey to figure out how to heal my life, and I'm sharing with you what's worked for me. So whatever it is that you need to do to name it and to address it and to begin to heal it is going to be key. It's just going to be key in order for us to be able to be present in this moment and stop missing out on our lives. The second thing I had to do was I had to create a safe space with myself, which means I had to change the way that I talked to myself and the way that I thought about myself. Now, there's other episodes in this podcast that talk about healing the inner critic, learning to forgive ourselves, etc. But those things are really important if we're going to learn how to be able to be present, to be able to tell ourselves that the present moment is safe. We first have to start with how we're treating ourselves in the present moment, because as long as we continue to beat ourselves up and judge ourselves, we're going to want to escape ourselves, which is often a lot about what makes the present moment feel so uncomfortable. It's because we're there, as I've shared before. You know, there's that saying, right? Wherever you go, there you are. So in order to be able to be present, I have to be able to get comfortable with being with myself. And in order to be comfortable with being with myself, I have to treat myself like somebody I actually want to be around. Because if I don't want to be around myself, I'm going to keep trying to figure out how to get out of this present moment through distractions, through addictions, or through whatever story I'm building in my head to get me out of this moment. So one of the things I would have to do is practice self-kindness and self-compassion as I would sit and pause and be still. So what I was doing in the beginning is I was just trying to figure out how to sit down with myself and not have the narrative start in my head as to why I'm unworthy or why I'm unacceptable or all the mistakes of the past. I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with this, right? You're trying to take a moment, a breather, to be still, and then all of a sudden, all of this stuff starts to come up. The inner critic just comes alive or the fear of the future comes alive. So that's not a place that we want to stay. So we're immediately getting up and distracting ourselves. There was a study that was done that I've mentioned before about asking people if they'd rather be alone with their thoughts for 15 minutes or receive an electrical shock. You know, it's interesting that 60% of the men said they'd rather have an electrical shock than be left alone with their own thoughts. And I believe it was like 30% of the women. So maybe women are a little bit more comfortable being around their own thoughts than men are. But whatever the case is, that's how the study came out, that there's a lot of people who'd rather get an electrical shock than be left alone with their own thoughts. And our own thoughts are a lot of what keeps us from being able to be present. 
And if we can learn to be kind to ourselves and compassionate towards ourselves, the present moment feels a lot better. The present moment feels a lot safer. Because the reality is that trauma has done a lot to train us to be critical of ourselves, to beat ourselves up to judge ourselves because we're repeating the voices of the past or we're telling ourselves all the reasons why we deserved something or we're repeating the stories of others in our head about our self-worth. And so the present moment just doesn't feel good to us. And so if you can start to practice being kind to yourself, so when you sit down and you're able to take a moment and be still and those thoughts start to come up, those really uncomfortable thoughts and the really uncomfortable feelings, and you can meet yourself with compassion, you can talk to yourself with kindness, you can forgive yourself in that moment. Now, I'm not talking about trying to just simply suppress the thoughts when they come up. I'm talking about observing those thoughts when they come up, and then meeting those thoughts with kindness, with words of, I'm sorry that you feel that way, or words of, I forgive you, or practicing aponopono, which is a great meditation about loving ourselves and forgiving ourselves. And that's, yes, been a practice that's happened between individuals, but it's also, aponopono is also a practice that you can do with yourself, that you can tell yourself that you are sorry and that you forgive yourself that you love yourself and that you can thank yourself for your journey and your healing and for what you're doing for yourself to restore yourself to that place where you want to be in life. Now, I do just want to mention that there are times when those emotions can be so big and those thoughts can get so out of control that we actually need somebody professionally to work with us to get through that. And please give yourself that gift, if you can, to be able to have somebody work with you to make that environment feel safe so that those things can come up and you can be met with empathy and you can be met with kindness. And that also is continuing to train your body that it's okay to feel those things and connect with those things and feel safe in that present moment. So, Treating myself with compassion and kindness was a key part of being able to be comfortable and creating my own safe space with myself so that I could then begin to find ways to go into other practices that would allow me to know that the present moment was safe. Now, the third thing that's been a huge gift in helping the present moment feel safe has been the practice of meditation. Meditation has been a huge gift in my journey of healing, and I'm going to do a whole episode in the next couple of weeks about meditation and my journey with it and how it was really uncertain and really scary for me in the beginning because of these emotions and because of my faith background that made me feel like I wasn't supposed to do meditation or mindfulness activities. I'll share more about that in a coming episode, but meditation really was a gift for teaching me that the present moment was safe. And the way that meditation did that for me is it provided me with a practice that I could go to, a practice that I could sit with myself, I could observe the thoughts that would arise, not judging those thoughts, just watching them as they would arise. For example, a thought might come up that, what am I doing sitting here? I've got so much to do. I need to go make this call or do this thing. And then I could just observe that thought 
and not judge it, or a thought might arise of my past and give me a reason to beat myself up, or something really uncomfortable might come up, and instead of judging it, I could just sit there and observe it. So meditation taught me to be an observer of my thoughts and an observer of what was happening in my body instead of a judger of it, instead of a critic of it. And that allowed those things to come up and to feel safe in the fact that they were coming up and not define them as something that was good or bad, that needed to change, or whatever the case, it allowed them space to come up and to not be labeled and to have room to breathe. Now, I will be honest, there were times where it was very uncomfortable and I wanted to run out of the room, but I knew that if I would sit there long enough that those feelings would arise, those thoughts would arise, and then they would pass, and after they passed, I was safe. And it was teaching me that those things could come up and then they could go away. And if I would just simply observe them, then at the end of them passing, I would just be able to notice that I was feeling safe again, that it felt uncomfortable, it felt a little dangerous, it felt a little unsafe. But as I stepped back and just observed it happening, didn't get caught up on it, and let it just happen, let those feelings come, let them wash over me, and then let them pass away, I could then see that I was still safe after that event had happened. The second thing that meditation was doing for me was giving me an anchor point. Now, there's a lot of different practices of meditation. There's guided meditation, there's mantras, there's all kinds that are out there. So you'll just have to find what works for you and focus in on that and begin to experiment with what is really going to serve you the best. But one of the things that really served me in the beginning of my journey was focusing in on my breath. Because what it did was it gave me an anchor point to go back to. There would be those uncomfortable feelings that would arise. I would observe them. And then I would return to my breath. And not just noticing my breath, but really feeling the sensation of my breath as it would come into my nostrils and then go back out of either my mouth or through my nostrils again, and really beginning to feel that and connect with that. And that was providing me that sense of a rhythm. I was really connected with the present moment, and I was connected with something that my body was doing, and it was giving me a sense of safety that the present moment was safe. So in being able to just observe and not judge, and then giving myself an anchor point to go back to, it allowed me to sit through some very uncomfortable things that, quite honestly, needed to be felt that I hadn't felt before. And when they would come up, I would just, once again, observe them, feel them, let them pass, and then after meditation, I would write them down. And then I would take them to my therapist and talk about, hey, this came up and I was feeling this and I was having these thoughts or these things were kind of showing me things that I needed to work on, etc. Because meditation will also allow your own soul to speak to you. As you're sitting there, things will come up that are often things that are indicators about what we need to work on, what we need to address. And they've been suppressed for so long because we haven't sat with ourselves long enough to listen to ourselves, to hear the things that we need to heal from. 
So meditation is providing us that space where those things that we've avoided for so long can begin to rise to the surface and present themselves as something that we can work on as a part of our healing journey. And the final thing I'll talk about that creates a real sense of safety for me, or has been a part of creating safety for me and still does today, is the ability to just come back to the present moment in whatever I'm doing through the practice of mindfulness. That ability to just pause, take in a mindful breath. What I mean by a mindful breath is just that moment of noticing a breath, just pausing, taking it in, focusing on the breath, and then just being present that the breath is entering the body, exiting the body, and that can really recenter us. It just gives us enough space to relax back into the present moment and begin to see that I am here and things are safe and I can observe what's going on around me and tell myself that I am safe, that the present moment is safe. So mindfulness, the practice of mindfulness for me has been a number of things that I do. So I'll take that moment where I'll stop, I'll take in that breath, I'll observe it, I'll connect with the present moment, then I'll observe my surroundings, and then I'll internally or even audibly tell myself, you're safe, this moment is safe. What that's doing is it's just giving me a continual habit of retraining myself and practicing leaning into the present moment and confirming to myself that it's a safe place to be. You know, the reality is we got trained to believe that the present moment wasn't safe. And so now we're going to have to do some training to keep reaffirming to ourselves that the present moment is safe. So those are just some of the things that have helped me. And man, I still work on this all the time. I'm constantly slipping out of the present moment, but it's different. It's not the same as it was before. I mean, the present moment actually does feel safe to me, and I'm not going around beating myself up about the past anymore. Yeah, I do still have those moments where you know I catastrophize the future. I get that fear about what's coming. But for the most part, I am feeling very comfortable in this present moment, And I'm not having trauma rob me as much anymore as it used to. And I know that's something that you want for your life, to be able to be at the dinner table and be present, to be uh, with your children or with your loved ones or in an activity that you're doing and really begin to connect with it and not feel like you're there but never there or that you're a ghost that's kind of walking through life who's present but not present. And so giving yourself the gift of doing that work or whatever work you need to do to be able to be present and to practice this present moment is such a gift that you can give yourself, a gift that you are absolutely worthy of. Well, thank you again for taking the time to listen to another episode. Do want to remind you that if you do need help in healing your relationship with yourself, learning how to be present, dealing with the things that are keeping you from being present, you can find some helpful resources on my website at jerryhenderson.org or feel free to reach out to me and send me a message at Jerry A. Henderson on Instagram. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. I hope today's episode was valuable to you that you gained some insights that are useful for you on your journey. If you did, I just want to ask that you would rate it and review it. And most importantly, 
that you would share it with somebody else because you never know the impact that it can have in their life. And finally, don't forget to subscribe because that'll let you know when new episodes are coming out. I want to encourage you as well that if you do need more resources, you can find me on jerryhenderson.org. That's my website. You can also find me on Instagram at jerryahenderson. Feel free to reach out to me there. Send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'm really grateful that you're here. And please don't forget, you are worthy of your own love.